catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Spending some time reconnecting with nature this summer? Here's a camping hack from L.L. Bean to make your next trip the best yet. Tired of your tentmate's flashlights shining in your eyes in camp? Bring an empty half-gallon milk jug or clear water bottle. Simply strap a headlamp around it, and it becomes a soft white lantern for everyone to see the light. For more camping hacks, visit youtube.com slash L.L. Bean. L.L. Bean. Be an outsider. Welcome, everybody, to the latest and special edition of the Pound for Pound podcast here on the Fight Game Media Network. This is your host, the original great Rob Silver. And today, and today only, we are previewing the most important welterweight fight in eight years. We have the undisputed welterweight championship of the world that will take place exactly a week from the day i'm recording this fight this podcast i'm recording this podcast saturday morning july 22nd the fight takes place exactly a week from when i record this and you guys will be hearing this on wednesday for the first time july 26th Errol Spence versus Terence Crawford for the welterweight championship of the world, the undisputed welterweight championship of the world. The last time we had an undisputed welterweight champion of the world, and I'm not counting the four-belt era crap, all right? There's too many world champions. The last time we had an undisputed welterweight champion because the WBO championship was never considered a legit title. I don't consider a legit title till to this day, but to the so-called boxing world, to the so-called boxing experts, the WBO title really wasn't considered a significant world championship until 2009, 2010 maybe. So the last undisputed welterweight champion of the world was Zab Judah. And that uh, was almost 20 years ago. When he lost to Carlos Baldemir in January of 2006, that's when the titles got split up. The IBF kept the title on him. Why, I don't understand it, but that's a, another story for another day. Anyway, this is the most significant welterweight fight since Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather, May of 2015. So the Biggest welterweight fight in the most storied division in the history of boxing. The welterweight division in eight years. In my lifetime, the most significant welterweight fights of all time was Leonard versus Benitez, November of 79. Leonard versus Duran, 1-2 in 1980. Leonard versus Hearns in September of 1981. Donald Curry versus Milt McQuarrie in December of 85. 
and then you had a Simon Brown versus Maurice Blocker, even though it wasn't on the same scale as those other fights. It was for a unification of two of the welterweight titles in 1991. Then you had uh, De La Hoya Whitaker, uh, tr- uh, Trinidad versus De La Hoya, September of 1999, two undisputed fighters unifying two of the welterweight championships. And then for a very long time, you didn't have any type of unification title fight until you had uh, Mayweather versus Pacquiao in in September of 2015. I mean, May of 2015. And then, of course, as we'll talk about, you've had Errol Spence's two unification fights, first with Sean Porter and then with Udanis Ugas. And now... For all the marble, for all the gold, a week from today, or a few days from when you listen to this, July 29th, 2023, Bud Crawford versus The Truth, Errol Spence. Now, the rundown of this podcast, you got a very long podcast here today. We're going to first start with the all-access review that is currently on Showtime, the two episodes, looking into the training camps of both Errol Spence and Bud Crawford and the lead-up to this fight. I will do a brief historical overview of both fighters. I will give you a play-by-play of two of their biggest fights in their history. One from Errol Spence's win over Ugas last year. I will will do the entire play-by-play. And then I will do the play-by-play of Bud's win over Julius Ndongo six years ago. First, let's do the review of the All Access. Currently airing on Showtime, On Demand, Showtime, Anytime, Paramount Plus, wherever you can watch and are subscribed to Showtime, um, uh, Showtime programming, whether you stream or watch it over the air cable, Check out the first two episodes. Well, the only two episodes of All Access. Episodes one and two gave you a look into both their training camps. Gave you a look into the historical aspect of this fight and how it came to be. And Barry Pepper does a tremendous job of narrating and giving you the history of both fighters' rise and both fighters' um overcoming odds to become two of the best fighters of their era and right now I have them as I record this it could change but right now I have Errol Spence as the second best fighter in the world and Terrence Crawford as the third best fighter in the world the only fighter I have above them is the monster Nayo Inouye who fights Tuesday now if Inouye loses to Stephen Fulton on Tuesday That would make the battle between Spence and Crawford the two best fighters in the world, which has only happened a handful of times in the history of boxing. Going all the way back to Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier, March 8th, 1971. Sugar Ray Leonard versus Roberto Duran, June of 1980 and November of 1980. Sugar Ray Leonard versus Thomas Hearn, September of 1981. Thomas Hearn versus Marvelous Marvin Hagler. April of 1985. It's only happened a few times, ladies and gentlemen. James Tony versus Roy Jones Jr., November of 1994. 
You had uh, Pernell Whitaker versus Julio Cesar Chavez, September of 1993. It's only happened a few times, ladies and gentlemen. Hasn't happened in quite a long time. We could have the two back because when Mayweather and Pacquiao fought in May of 2015, Floyd was still the best fight in the world. Manny was no longer number two. So I cannot count that fight, ladies and gentlemen. People will try and put that in there. It's not the case. And they ain't gonna give me the crap. Oh, Canelo versus Triple G. I never considered Triple G the best fighter in the world, the second best fighter in the world. It was the boxing media, the middle class racist media that kept trying to throw him as being the best fighter in the world in our face, despite the fact that he never beat anybody legendary, anybody great. But I digress. We've got Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford, the number two versus number three. Best fight in the world according to my standards, according to my eyes, according to my opinion. And if Stephen Fulton beats Monster Noe, and by the time you hear this podcast, that fight would have already happened. I already made my prediction on last week's podcast, right? If Fulton beats Noe, then it will be the number one fight in the world versus the number two fight in the world going into next Saturday night's fight. And the all-access is a must-see for the casual fan who has little knowledge of Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford's career. It showed how the fight was made. Errol and and Bud talked about at the beginning of episode one of all-access, it was a phone call. Now, I said for, for the longest time on this podcast that these guys weren't ducking each other. Yet, fanboys on Twitter, on social media, both Errol and Bud were calling the other fighter uh, scared, calling the, saying the other fighter was ducking their fighter, their favorite fighter. That never happened. It was all about the money, as Errol said throughout the first two episodes of All Access, Terrence Crawford wanted more money and wanted to be the A fighter. It had nothing to do with, oh, I'm ducking him. He's ducking me. No. It all came back to money. It's the reason why Bud Crawford fought David Avenician last December for what was supposed to be $10 million. I don't think he made $10 million, but I, I don't blame him from getting the money. It was more money being offered to him to fight Avenician than it was to fight Errol Spence. Now, I don't know what the financials are for this fight. I don't know what each fight is getting. I will try and look into it, but they've been very secretive about what each man is making. But Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence talked over the phone. They agreed to fight each other. And I always said, if you've listened, if you've been a loyal listener to all my boxing podcasts, I have said that if you put these two dudes in a room, they'll agree to a fight. The promoters, the networks, whatever, might not come to agreement. But Spence and Crawford want to fight each other. And for you clowns out there to claim that one guy was scared of the other, that one guy was ducking the other, these two dudes almost died. Several years ago, Terrence Crawford was shot in the back of the head, survived. Errol Spence was in one of the worst car accidents anybody could be imagined. They showed footage of the car accident. He was ejected from his vehicle, fell face first into the concrete floor, 
almost died. I had I had written him off. I thought his career was over. He made a miraculous comeback. And since then, while he's only fought twice, he's beaten Danny Garcia and he's beaten Udonis Ugas and he still has three of the four world titles. Sanctioning bodies don't mean shit to me, okay? These are the two best welterweights in the world, period. When Manny and Floyd fought, they didn't have all the belts, but I didn't give a damn. They were the two best welterweights in the world at that time. The two best welterweights in the world are fighting Saturday night, Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. And hopefully, fingers crossed, we will have a fight worthy of being in the same conversation as Leonard versus Duran. The first fight, Leonard versus Hearns. The welterweight fight, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, ladies and gentlemen. We will see. The all-access showed both men in their hometowns. They showed Errol Spence in Dallas how uh, the Dallas Cowboys have adopted him as a honorary member of the team. The owner, Jerry Jones, just loves Errol Spencer. Probably the reason why Jerry Jones, who I do not like, but I liked him. I liked how he was acting in this all-access. I don't like him as a person. I think he's a closet racist. I think he's a piece of shit. Um, I think he's a horrible owner. He makes a lot of money, but he makes boneheaded decisions for his team. I don't like Jerry Jones, but I got to give him credit where credit's due. He really has a love and respect for Errol Spence, probably because he sees him as a native uh, Dallas, as a Dallas native. I think, yeah, he's a, he's a Dallas. Fort Worth is where Donald Curry's from. So, yeah, Errol Spence from Dallas. Don't give me that nonsense. Oh, he was born in Long Island. Yeah, he was a toddler when his family moved to Texas. Don't give me that nonsense that he was born in New York. Listen to Errol Spence talk. There's nothing New York about Errol Spence in his accent. That is Dallas. All right? Stop with the bullshit. Oh, he was born in New York. That boy is Dallas all the way. But um, back to what I was saying. Jerry Jones has a love for... uh, Errol Spence, and so does the entire Cowboy team as they show him at the practice facility. Mika Parsons, Troy Pollard, Tony Pollard, the whole uh, team that was C.D. Uh, Lamb, they they all have a respect and love for Errol Spence because not only he's, is he Dallas like the Cowboys, but he's a special generational talent and game recognizes game. They show Terrence Crawford in his hometown of Omaha, Nebraska. He is Omaha's franchise. In Nebraska, you have two, in the whole state of Nebraska, you got two sports two sports franchises, the, the University of Nebraska football team and Terrence Crawford. Every time Terrence Crawford fights in Omaha, he sells out Omaha. And they say, oh, it's no Omaha. He is Omaha's franchise. He built a boxing gym. The B&B boxing gym, they showed the boxing gym in which he has kids go there instead of staying on the streets. Terrence Crawford talked about his childhood and talked about how he was shot and almost died and how he doesn't want 
the same situations to occur to the young people. He gave back to the community by building a boxing gym for the kids to go in and, of course, for him to train. They show his trainer, Bo Mack. They show his, they show his tight circle headed by uh, Bo Mack. And Bo Mack's been with him since day one. And Bo Mack's been a father figure to Terrence Crawford. Terrence talked about the relationship with his father, the relationship with his mother. Um, there's always been a type of strain between him and his mother. They're closer now, but growing up, his father was a military man, so his father was always traveling. So his father was there all the time, but his father always saw something special in Terrence. His father told Terrence he was going to be a million-dollar baby, which he's become. His mother didn't think so. His mother wanted him to go to college and not fight. College is not for everybody. Terrence Crawford made the right decision, and the shooting that grazed his ear in the back of his head really was a wake-up call for Terrence, and sometimes it takes a traumatic, almost life-threatening situation to change your life. With Errol Spence, he almost died in that car accident. I mean, we 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 all thought his career was over. He made one of the most miraculous comebacks in boxing history, period. And I believe when he fought Danny Garcia that he was fighting with an injured eye and we found out that he had a, a serious eye injury and that postponed his summer night, uh, 2021 fight with Manny Pacquiao. Pacquiao fought Ugas instead. Ugas beat the hell out of Manny and that set up the Ugas Spence fight. You saw the press conference with Spence and Crawford in, in, in New York at Madison Square Garden. You saw them walking through New York, walking through uh, and you saw that these two have a lot of respect for each other. There's no hatred there. When they spoke of each other, they spoke with the highest level of admiration. You clowns on social media, oh, oh, he's going to wax him. Oh, These dudes talk about each other like they know this is the toughest fight of their career, and it is. Errol Spence has never fought anybody on Bud Crawford's level. Bud Crawford has never fought anybody on Errol Spence's level. These are the two best fighters. These are the best fighters, rather, that either has ever fought, period. Nobody that Terrence Crawford ever fought is a pimple on, on Errol Spence's ass and vice versa. I'm not going to argue with you guys because the facts are the facts. When they face each other next Saturday night, July 29th in Vegas, they will be facing the best fighter they ever fought in their entire lifetime, period. No one comes close to who these guys ever fought. That's saying a lot. And, man, I cannot wait for this fight. The all-access was a... was brilliantly done, and it, sh- it it made you like both fighters. There's nothing about these fighters that I could dislike. You guys, because you guys are uh, jockeying one fighter or the other, are criticizing the other fighter. There's nothing to criticize about either of these fighters. Both of these men undefeated. Both of these men, even even though they've they've been much better than everybody ever fought. Whether it's Sean Porter, Kell Brook, Amir Khan, whoever, 
They're much better than the guys they were fought. Uh, uh, Julius Ndongo, Jeff Horn, uh, Yorkies Gamboa, Danny Garcia, Mike Garcia. None of these guys were on the level of who they fought, but they fought who they had to fight. Now you've got two first ballot Hall of Fame fighters fighting each other in a historic battle for the undisputed welterweight championship of the world. Kudos to Showtime for a great all-access. Kudos to Barry Pepper, who did a great job. Great actor, Barry Pepper. Loved him in 25th Hour. Loved him in 7 Pounds. Loved him in 61. Tremendous actor, Barry Pepper. Did a tremendous job narrating this. He's no Lee Schreiber, but he still did a great job narrating these two all access and they're narrating the buildup to this fight. Now, I will continue to podcast. I'm going to take a brief moment to uh, get the fight up on YouTube. We're going to do a watch along for the next segment for both fighters. We're going to start with Terrence Crawford. I'm going to give you a little historical background on his lead up to this his fight with Julius Ndongo. Then I'm going to give you the link, and then we're going to go through a quick watch-along as I recreate the play-by-play for Terrence Crawford versus Julius Ndung. We'll take a quick break, and I'll be right back with Terrence Crawford versus Julius Ndung. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away. Specifically, the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, welcome back, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Now, to set up where Terrence Crawford was the night of August 19th, 2017, Terrence Crawford was the WBC and WBO junior welterweight champion of the world. That night, he was facing the IBF and WBA junior welterweight champion of the world in Julius Ndongo. Julius Ndongo was undefeated 22-0, and Julius was a big-time puncher. I mean, people laugh at this fight now, but back then, the Nam- that Nam- Nambian native was a powerhouse. He had defeated Ricky Burns and knocked out Edward Troyanovsky to win those two titles. He knocked out Troyanovsky, who was considered a, a huge favorite, only 40 seconds in Troyanovsky's hometown of Moscow. 40 seconds of the first round, then he, then he went to Scotland and beat Ricky Burns. 
Terrence Crawford, on the other hand, in winning his two versions of the Junior Welterweight Championship, he defeated he defeated Victor Postal, and it was a brilliant brilliant boxing job. At that point in time, Postal was considered the best Junior Welterweight in the world when he defeated uh, Victor Postal to win the WBC version of the uh, Junior Welterweight title. And before that, he had destroyed Thomas DeLorme to win the WBO vacant title. So now, August 19th, 2017, Indago versus Crawford at the Pinkle Bank Arena, which is the arena that the Nebraska Cornhuskers basketball team in Lincoln, Nebraska play. Sold out crowd. And as I predicted on a podcast I was doing at the time, there's no way in the world I thought Crawford was going to beat Indago. Indago was an aggressive slugger. And even though he's a softball, Terrence Crawford, the greatest uh, switch hitter I've ever seen in boxing history. Indago was tailor-made for Crawford. But before we talk about what happened in the fight, let's go back to the fight and let's do a watch-along pay-per-view. I mean, play-by-play like I did with the Andre Ward fight, like I've been doing on my Patreon Life and Times of Muhammad Ali series. I do a recreation of the play-by-play. Go to YouTube, ladies and gentlemen. Type in Crawford versus Julius Indongo, I-N-D-O-N-G-O. Once the, the search is complete on the YouTube link, on your smart TV, on your smart devices, phones, whatever. Then go to the top rank free fight link on YouTube. Click on that. Go to the eight second mark, just a few seconds into the fight. Pause it. Pause it right there. Now you might see a commercial pop up. Wait till the commercial ends or click on skip ads. Then you're going to see referee Jack Reese giving instructions to the fighters. Go to the eight-second mark, pause it, and I'm going to do a countdown. I'm going to do a countdown. Let me make sure that. Uh, let me make sure that. Okay, I'm about to count down, and when I hit, I'm from five down, and when I hit say play, hit play. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, it didn't come up. All right. Pause it again. Go back to the eight-second mark. It didn't hit play for me. Hold on. The heck happened here? My thing froze there for a second. Let me... All right. Five, four, three, two, one, play. No, stop it. Go back to eight seconds. Five. Four, three, two, one, play. All right, here we go. Referee Jack Reese is giving instructions to both fighters. They touch gloves. We're getting ready for round one for the undisputed junior welterweight championship of the world, August 19th, 2017, Lincoln, Nebraska. Going into the fight. 
Indago 22-0, Terrence Crawford 31-0. Getting ready for round one, referee Jack Reese. And here we go, round one. And right away, Crawford, who usually starts off conventional, orthodox, is already in the softball position, as is uh, Julius Indango. Terrence Crawford usually fills you out in the first round. And then the second round, he goes to work. Terrence Crawford usually studies his opponent in the first round and then makes his adjustments beginning with the second round. We'll see right here. As nothing's happened, both men are just feeling each other out. Neither one's throwing a punch. There goes a, a right hook that uh, Indago missed. Crawford pawing with his jab. Nothing's occurred yet here. And Crawford misses with a right jab. Nice counter left cross by Crawford when um and Dago throwing wild shots there. Threw a wild right hook in the left. The first punch and Dango landed. Left hook to the body. Crawford misses with a right jab, left cross over the top. Still a feel out round. And Dango misses with a jab, with a right jab. Both in the soft paw positions. And Dango a traditional soft paw. Crawford, in my opinion, the greatest switch hitter in boxing history. And um, nothing much has happened. They both missed there. Crawford aims a right hook to the body, misses with a jab. Undago misses with a jab. Undago misses with a combination right jab, left cross. Undago missed with a left uppercut right over the top. They might have both landed one shot each so far in this first round. Nice combination there by Crawford. Crawford with a right hook to the body. They tie up. Referee Jack Reese separates them. Ndongo was considered a threat with his punching power going through this fight, but I didn't see him having a chance of beating Crawford, even if he got, even when he caught Crawford, because Crawford was the much better fighter, but Indago was a dangerous fighter. Indago uh, landed a nice left cross there, and, and, and Crawford blocked the next left cross. Uh, Crawford with a left cross off the back, off the top of Indago's of head there. Still, nothing significant from either fighter has landed so far here in round one. And the end of round one. I got a goddamn ad. I hate when these ads happen. Because. Ugh, I hate when these ads happen. Because. All right, the end of the round at hand. And we go straight to round two. Now, for those, well, we'll have to play catch up. Anyway, here we go. The damn ad. It's going to make uh, like a five, six second delay now. But we'll we'll see if we can catch up. You guys can always adjust and go back and try to catch up with the commentary. Wild left cross there by uh, Ndongo. That was just too wild. 
Ndago now trying to land the jab more here in round two. Nothing. The round one I gave to Crawford only because he landed a few more shots than Ndago, but really nothing significant happened in the first first round, a feel-out round. Ndago misses with a combination to the body. Crawford jabbing to the body. Ndago back with a jab to the body. But once again, nothing significant has happened so far in this fight. Crawford misses with a double jab. At this point in time, this was the biggest fight in either man's career. This was an ESPN televised fight. Kudos to Bob Arum. He put this on regular ESPN and went and sold as a pay-per-view. A nice three-punch combination there by, ooh, nice left cross by Crawford after he landed that three-punch combination. Crawford getting his timing down right now. Crawford. Underrated great counterpuncher. And he's still in the softball position. This is one of the few fights you saw him start at softball and continue at softball. Usually he starts at uh, that, that that looping left cross by by uh Indago. He's need to stop. Oh, nice left cross, right huh, uppercut combination, and down goes Indago. And he's in serious trouble. Beautiful combination, the dropping doggo. Jack Reese, giving him the st- the, the, the mandatory eight count. Here we go. And Doggo's in trouble. That was a beautiful combination to drop him for the first time in the fight. And Doggo fighting wildly now. Crawford stalking, stalking. Oh, and Dago, this, he's throwing too many wild shots, and he's hurt. He's lucky he didn't get caught with that left cross. Ooh, leaping right uppercut that Crawford missed. They tie up. That was a beautiful left cross, right uppercut combination to knock him down. That's round two ends. And there goes uh, Terrence Crawford's mother in the stands, loving every minute of it. Let's go back to the replay. He landed a right hook to the body. Left cross. Right, it, was a, it was a left cross. The right uppercut didn't land. It was a left cross that knocked him down. I misspoke earlier. It was a left cross to the top of the head that dropped him, that dropped Indago. And now we're getting for, ready for round three. Of course, that was a 10-8 round for Crawford. 2017 on my scorecard. Going into round three, this August 19th, 2017, for the undisputed junior welterweight championship of the world. We're getting ready now for round three. Bud Crawford looks focused. And now it's just a matter of time, in my opinion. He he, he is so much better than Indago. He's on a different level. Indago's never faced anybody on Crawford's level. I will talk briefly about what happened to Indago's career after this fight. 
Uh, here comes another damn ad. Pause it, ladies and gentlemen. Please. I got one of those ads that said video will play after ads. Man, I hate this. This has never happened to me before in any of the play-by-plays I've ever done. This is horrible. Please pause it. I'll tell you when to... Uh... All right, hit play. We're back to live. A, a wild left cross, a wild right hook by Indago. Indago throws those shots, and he leaves himself susceptible to counters. Left cross by Crawford. If they fought 200 times, Crawford would beat his ass 200 times. It's, they're not on the same level. So I got to give Indago credit for being a two-belt holder in, in, in the division and facing the best fight in the world. But the distance between one and two are miles. Ooh, good left cross inside by Crawford. Indago throwing those wild shots, leaves himself wide open for counters. Crawford stalking Indago. Knows there's no. Ooh, a beautiful left hook to the body. Down goes Indago. He ain't getting up. He ain't getting up. It is over. <laughs> it is over. A third round knockout. For the first undisputed junior welterweight champion in over 13 years, Terrence Bud Crawford. A beautiful left to the midsection. And Dago went down like someone stabbed him in the stomach. And he's still on the canvas, writhing in pain. Oh, that was beautiful. Terrence Bud Crawford. August 19th, 2017, becomes the undisputed junior welterweight championship of the world. Now, briefly, while we'll continue the, the footage, so we want to see the replay. Before the replay occurs, after this, Crawford gave up all the titles and moved up to welterweight. He beat Jeff Horn in June of 2018 to win the WB August Championship. And he's defended that title six times since. And now, of course, he's going to fight Errol Spence a week from when I uh a week from when I'm recording this for the Undisputed Welterweight Championship of the World. This is when it began the hype for the fight between Crawford and Spence, the anticipation. As far as Julius Ndongo goes, it is sad what happened to him. He was never the same after this beating. Many a times in the history of boxing, you see a guy suffer such a severe beating that he's never the same. Since this fight, Ndongo has gone two and seven. He has no business fighting. He's lost seven of his last nine fights, several of them by knockout. He needs to retire. They should never sanction another Julius Indago fight. But he fights overseas. He's only fought. Um, he hasn't fought in the United, in the United States since 2020. Let's look at the replay right now. It was a left hook. Yeah, it was a left hook to the to the to the to, to the to the solar plexus. The right hit the shoulder, so he was already on his way down when the when the follow up right hit the shoulder blade. 
It was the left to the to the to the midriff, to the solar plexus, that put him asleep. You guys, we sure we we'll go to see you one more time. Boom, right there. And we're gonna end the footage right there. That will be the end of that. Watch along. Going to take a brief break, and then we're going to come back and talk about Errol Spence and his fight versus Udonis Ugas in a watch-along. All right, ladies and gentlemen, now do a YouTube search. Spence Ugas, U-G-A-S, Spence Ugas. Look for the full fight Showtime Sports free link. On YouTube, Errol Spence Jr. versus Udonis Ugas, full fight Showtime, Showtime Sports. Now that you found it, click click on the link. Go to the four minute and twenty six second mark of the link of the fight. Mute your smart TVs, mute your smart devices. Get ready as I do play by play. I'm going to count down five, four. Three, two, one, play. Uh, there we go. Here we go. Getting ready for round one. We're going straight to the fight. Here we go. Round one. Ugas versus Spence for the WBA, WBC, and IBF championship. Errol Spence had won the IBF title back in 2017. He went to England. He stopped Kell Brook. Then he won the WBC version by beating Sean Porter in a tremendous fight. One of the best welterweight fight of the last 15 years. Welterweight title fight. And then a month later, he was in an almost tragic car accident. Came back miraculously, defeated Danny Garcia, and then he was supposed to fight Manny Pacquiao in the summer of 2021. Meanwhile, so far in round one, um, it's a feel-out round so far. Couple of jabs by both men. Both men soft paws. No, actually, my bad. I'm I'm blind. Ugas is is your traditional orthodox fighter, and Spence, of course, one of the greatest soft paws that ever fought. Um, after a. Spence signed to fight Manny Pacquiao right before the fight. Nice right jab there by Spence. Left jab to the body by Ugas. They discovered a retinal tear in the left eye of Spence's career. Almost again was caught. And Spence doubling, tripling on the jab. Spence really working that jab, which is going to be a huge, nice left hook to the body there by Spence. It's going to be a huge factor in this fight versus Terrence Crawford. The utilization of that beautiful right jab that Spence is sticking out there here in round one. Ugas replaced Spence, batted Pacquiao over 12 rounds, and now this is for the undisputed championship of the world, April of last year. Spence sticking that jab. Nice left cross there by Spence. Spence coming out, boxing nicely. You know, Spence is a pressure fighter, but in this fight, Respecting Ugas's boxing ability, he is doing everything behind that right jab, right to the body there by Spence. Spence doubling, tripling that jab. He's going to have to do that against Crawford, whether Crawford's conventional or softball. The jab's going to be key. He just can't come in there and whack away with his great power. 
Everything Spence has done in round one's been behind that right jab. Ugas Smith with a right cross over the top. Spence sticking that jab, sticking that jab, doubling, tripling that jab. Nice jab to the body, and um, Crawford misses with a right. I mean, Crawford. Ugas Smith's right. Here we go with these damn commercials. Oh, pause it, ladies and gentlemen. I skipped the ad. All right, back to the action. Ten seconds left in the round. Everything Crawford does behind that jab. Nice by, uh, uh, right to the body. Left jab by uh, Ugas lands at the end of the round. That round easily was Spence's 10-9 after one round. Spence tripling, quadrupling that jab, landing the most significant punches of that fight besides the jab, of that round besides the jab. Derek James, many consider him the best trainer in the sport today. He's top five. He's definitely top five. Won't argue you say he's the best. He's got a great stable. He's got Charlo. He's got... He's got Spence. He's got Frank Martin. Recently, Ryan Garcia and Anthony Joshua hired him to be his uh, his trainer. Doing the all-access, they showed everybody in the gym. They showed Garcia. They showed Frank Martin. And I love what Errol Spence said during the all-access. He called called them the San Antonio Spurs of boxing. With him being... um, Tim Duncan, Spence is Tim Duncan, and Joshua's David Robinson. Frank Martin being Tony Parker. I love the call Ryan Garcia, Manuel Ginobili. As we begin round two, right jab is going to be key. Errol Spence is a pressure fighter, but everything's off that jab, and he continues to jab. Uh, they tie up. Referee Lawrence Cole separates them. Lawrence Cole. V- one of the worst referees I've ever seen in boxing. The only reason he's got his job is because his father used to be the head of the Texas State Athletic Commission. Dickie Coles. Got his job through nepotism because he's not a great referee. Lowell in the action there. Right jab and then a left jab by Ugas misses. Ugas jab is falling short. While Spence, right Jab, left cross combination there. He continues to stick that jab out. It's going to be huge in fight versus Crawford. The utilization of the jab, his pressure, and Crawford's ability to counter. It's going to be huge in that fight. It's a jab contest right now, and Spence is, is so far has been the... Um, has been the lead in a nice right, stiff right jab by, 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 by Spence there. Spence, right jab, left cross combination there by Errol. If I called him Crawford by accident in this fight, I apologize. All that's on my mind right now in boxing is Spence versus Crawford as he throws another right jab, left cross combination. This fight is proving Errol Spence... Ability to box. Box smartly. Nice left to the body there by Spence. Right cross by uh, Ugas was blocked by Spence's glove. Spence, right jab. Nice four-punch combination. Jab, hook, and body shots. All by Spence there. It's all Errol Spence right now. Ugas has been unable to to stop that jab. He's got to find a way. In order for him to stop that jab, right there, he's got to land a right like he did right there. Nice right cross by Ugas. Ugas has got to land that right in order to stop that jab from 
landing at will. I thought Ugas beat Sean Porter, but Porter got the decision. They erroneously, erroneously called a knockdown a slip in the 12th round. If they would have called it a knockdown, Ugas would have won that fight. And um, referee Cole separates them. Um, Ugas landed a nice little right uppercut there. It, the, probably the best punch. And then Spence comes back with a nice five, six punch combination, and he's digging that body. Errol Spence, one of the best body punches in the sport today, if not the best body punch in the sport today. Right up there with Naomi Noe and Canelo as far as body punching goes. Another round in the bank for Spence. 10-9, 2018 Spence after two rounds. One thing about Spence, and Crawford's a great body uh, puncher as well. One thing about Spence, he is showing in his fight that he could box from the outside. Throughout 90% or more of his career, he has been a pressure fighter. In this fight alone, he has shown beautiful lateral movement, everything off that jab. This fight between him and Crawford, and I'll make my prediction later on, but as of this moment now, I'm still undecided. Who's going to win this fight? They're showing the luminaries in the ring like Luis Ortiz. They showed Von Miller. All the guys there with the fight. David Benavidez. Hopefully, he gets to fight Canelo soon after Canelo fights Crawford. There goes the Charlo twins. And, of course, Mika Parsons, uh, who took his mother to the fight. Mika, real tight with Earl Spence as we begin, begin round three. Spence again going to the jab, going to the jab, going to that nice left cross there that might have grazed his chin. Left to the body by Spence as they tie up inside. Another left to the body by Spence. Spence fighting brilliantly so far. Nice left cross over the top by Spence. Spence with a left cross. Right hook to the body by Ugas. And Spence back to the jab. Sticking that jab. Left to the body. Spence now pressuring Ugas like we expect. Oh, nice left cross by Spence. Left hook to the body by Spence as they're inside. Nice combination, Spence. Oh, left cross over the top. Double left cross by Spence. Right jab, double jab. Left uppercut by Spence. Spence left to the body. Ugas being manhandled right now. Left to the body. Another combination. Ugas has got to start throwing because it's all Spence right now. Ugas landed a couple of shots inside. He's got to do something to stem the to stem the flow here. He's got to land that right. He's got to time that right cross over the left over the right jab. And with Spence is doing whatever he wants to. He's bullying Ugas right now. Left uppercut to the body by Spence. A left uppercut and, and then Spence misses with a left over the top. Lawrence Cole warns Ugas for. Holding behind the head and pushing down. Once again, Spence concentrating on the right and then lands that left. Right cross by Ugas that grazed. Oh, here we go. Another commercial. God, Lord. These bastards. All right. We're at the 103-102 and double. Oh, Spence threw four punches unanswered. And he's digging that body. 
two biggest uh, weapons of Spence, the right jab and the hooks to the body. He's got to be able to do that against Crawford in order to beat Crawford. Left cross over the top by Spence. Spence, right jab, missed with the left. Spence, right hook off the jab. Beautifully done, Spence. And a cuffing left by uh, Uga. Spence with a nice right to the and left to the mid cage, to, to the rib cage. I said mid cage, rib cage. Spence. Spence fighting brilliantly, left over the top. And this is a man who who's coming off an eye injury, fighting like he's never been hurt. Spence since his accident. Ooh, nice left right there by a right cross there by a. Uh, Ugas, and another right by Ugas. Ugas beginning to land that right now, which is going to be important for him to, ooh, but Spence comes back with digging combination to the body. End of the round, another round in the bank for Spence, 10-9, 30-27. Errol Spence, since his fall 2019 accident, has shown no signs of regression. He looks the same. As before the accident, before the eye injury, he's still an elite, all-time great welterweight, despite almost dying and once with the car accident and almost having his career end twice, the car accident and the retinal injury to his left eye. Just the epitome of a great fighter. Ugas giving instructions. They, they, they got to tell him. He's got to throw that right more. He's got to land that right hand because right now he can't beat Spence by decision. Spence is outboxing him and outfighting him as we get ready for round four. Here we go. Round four for the WBA, WBC, and IBF welterweight championship of the world. Ugas is the WBA champion. He beat Pacquiao for that title. And, of course, Spence is the IBF and WBC champion, beating Kell Brook and Sean Porter for those titles. And Port and Spence continues to u- utilize that jab brilliantly. He missed with a wild left over the top. Spence, no more lateral movement. Spence is in the middle of the ring. Beautiful double left uppercut inside by Spence. Spence with a left cross over the top and then a left to the body. Double jab by Spence. Right to the body by Ugas. Ugas is being outthrown four to four to one, five to one. Ugas is not busy enough. So he, he's got to knock out Spence because he's getting throttled when it comes to work, to the work rate. Spence, right jab, then left uppercut, then another left uppercut, left cross over the top by Spence. Another right jab by Spence, then a right left by Spence. Spence utilizing that jab. Low blow there by uh, Ugas, and then Ugas lands a right, then double combination to the body by Spence. Then a left cross that grazed the chin, and then he's sticking that jab. Everything behind that jab. Man, this Crawford-Spence fight is going to be incredible. Left cross over the top, then he missed the left hook by a left uppercut by Spence. Spence utilizing that jab brilliantly. You would have never known this man had an eye injury the way he's fighting. Beautiful combination to the body by by a, a, a Spence. Cole said one of them was low. I don't believe so. Back to the action. I thought it was on the belt. 
left over the top, then left uppercut by Spence that grazed him. But he continues to pump that jab. Pump that jab, Errol. Errol pumping that jab. Double, triple on the jab. Ugas not busy enough. He's got to find a way to time that right. A, a right uppercut to the body by Ugas. He's got to try and time that right cross over the top of that jab. The best weapon to use against a softball. Spence pumping that jab. Pumping that jab. Not only is, you know, Spence is an underrated defensive fighter. It's his offense that's his best defense. He is so active that it's keeping Ugas um, from throwing punches because Ugas is too busy defending against Spence's jab and body. There goes a combination to the body by Ugas. But it's still Spence dominating, dominating. And another round in the bank for Spence. Four rounds to nothing. 40-36 for Spence after four rounds. It's all Errol Spence right now. That right jab has just been brilliant. That was Ugas' best punch of the fight. A right uppercut to the to the midriff. Solar plexus. But other than that, it's been all Spence. It's been all Errol Spence. And now another commercial. Oh, here we go. Four, three, two, one, skip. We're still in between rounds four and five as Derek James gives Errol Spence instructions inside the ring. Given Errol Spence instructions, Derek James definitely, if... Derrick James never trained another champion. If he retired today, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's been a phenomenal trainer. Here we get ready, ladies and gentlemen, for round number five. For the WBA, WBC, IBF Championship held last April 2022. Spence again. Everything off that right jab. The key to the fight between Crawford and Spence is going to be the jab. Can oh and okay, now Arrow banging the body inside, and then he continually throws the jab. He goes inside and he goes to the body, and once again, August pushing Spence's head down. Spence back to jabbing. Middle of the ring, jab, jab, missed with the left uppercut there. Double jab by Spence. Spence inside, throws a combination. Nice two left crosses inside by Spence. Spence to the body, then left cross, and then a beautiful double hook to the body, another hook to the body, right cross. No, that was a, I'm sorry, that was a right hook inside by Spence. Spence dominating this fight. Left uppercut by Spence. Right jab. Then a left cross over the top. Ugas landed one shot to maybe 15 by Spence in that sequence. Not busy enough, and you know what? Can't blame him. Oh, double uppercut, then hooked, and another, oh, another, oh. He's just brutalizing Ugas inside. Double shot to the body by Spence. Then a left cross over the top. Ugas landed a right to the body, but then Spence is banging the body, breaking Ugas down. Left cross by Spence. And then a 
combination to the body by Spence. Oh, beautiful right uppercut, left uppercut by Spence. It is all arrow right now. Ugas threw a combination there, might have landed him, but it then oh, Spence returns with a double uppercut, right, left uppercut. Uppercut to the body, right uppercut to the head, right hook to the body. Spence missed with an uppercut right there. It's all arrow Spence. Inside, Spence is down. Nice combination by Ugas. First real clean combination he's landed. He landed a right hand right there. This is the best sequence of Ugas in the fight, but still, he is being he he is being overwhelmed by Errol Spence's activity. Left cross by Spence. Spence missed with an uppercut combination by Ugas. Ten seconds left in the round. Another dominating round by Spence. Ugas beginning to, to, to let his hands go and having some more success, but it wasn't enough to win the round as Spence once again wins round five. On my scorecard, 50-45, Errol Spence, who in the middle of the round landed several uncontested shots as they're showing the replay. This is by far the greatest performance of Errol Spence's storied career, in my opinion. He is taking Ugas to school in this fight. Uppercuts. And that was a nice uppercut that uh, Ugas landed inside doing the best sequence of the fight for him so far. But like I said, it was far too short to win the round. We're getting ready for round six for the WBA, WBC, and IBF welterweight championships of the world. We see swelling uh, around the right eye of Ugas as we begin round six. Spence walking down Lucas right to the body, left to the body. Those body shots are debilitating. Nice left cross over the top after he missed with a jab by Spence. Lucas comes back. Oh, beautiful right and left to the body. And a left cross over the top by Spence. Spence doubling that jab. Then a left to the body. Spence, very active. This is how he's got to fight against Terrence Crawford. He's got to keep up that activity. Everything behind the right jab. Oh, such a tough fight to predict. As Spence continues to batter that body. Right to the body. An old left cross over the top by Spence. Left uppercut by Spence. Left cross that missed. Another right to the body by Spence. Then a left cross over the top by Spence. Ugas lands a right right there. Oh, and then he landed a double right hand. He might have hurt Spence there. He might have hurt Spence. Oh, Spence went backwards from a beautiful right hand. Ugas with a combination to the body and a right over the top by Ugas. Another right by Ugas. Spence is in trouble, it looks like, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, what what happened here? Oh, uh, is there tape missing from the glove? Or oh, the mouthpiece came out of uh, Spence's mouth, which is going to give him additional seconds to recover because he was definitely buzzed there by a beautiful right cross by Ugas, the only chance Ugas got. Let's see if there's still any ill effects as they go back after the mouthpiece put back in. 
Ogus with a right uppercut. Nice shot to the body by Ogus. Ogus continues the momentum from hurting Spence early in the round. I think Spence is still trying to clear his head. Yeah, because the, the, the same force that he was throwing that jab, now he's just pulling the jab. So I think he's still trying to clear his head here in round six. Easily the best round of, of the fight for Ugas. All right. Ooh, another right. Then a right cross. Uh, here comes with a damn commercial. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. It was the first time that this has ever happened. But back to the action. Uppercut. And left two left crosses by Spence. Spence has cleared his head. Spence is back up. He's back up because he's back to pressuring and go. Oh, nice right hook inside by Spence. Ugas with a nice right uppercut. Ugas has confidence from hurting, but then Crawford, beautiful three punch combination inside. Two to the body. Ugas with a right over the top. 25 seconds on the left in the round. This is the best action to fight back and forth right now. As Spence has cleared his head and he's back to throw him multiple punches. Combination punches. Combination to the body. Spence has got his faculties back. Nice left cross by Spence. Ugas has got to throw that right more. He's got to continue to throw that right as the bell ends. The first round I gave to Ugas because he hurt Spence early in the round. 59 55 after six rounds. And then they showing the replay for Spence. The right knocked the the, the 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 mouthpiece out and then boom, left jab right over the top and Spence was hurt. You could have called that a knockdown because Spence went up against the ropes. The ropes held Spence from going down. Referee Lawrence Cole could have called that a knockdown. The right cross knocked the mouthpiece out. Then he landed right here. He lands a left jab, right cross right there, and Spence, the ropes held Spence up from going down. He would have went down. Later on in the round, they show Spence going back to the body when he regained his faculties. As we get ready for round seven. Ugas has got to go back to throwing that right hand. It's his only chance to win. He needs a knockout. He's not beating Spence by decision. He's already lost too many rounds. Too large of a... Oh, nice right uppercut inside by Spence. Spence back to throwing a jab. Then he hooked... Then he threw two nice right hooks inside. And then banging to the body. And as always, referee Steve Farhood always agrees with my scorecard. Steve Farhood, the best judge, whether on TV or whatever. He's the best judge in boxing. They need to hire him as a judge for the major fights because he's always on point. Nice left cross over the top and then left uppercut by Spence. Then a left. I think Spence hurt Ugas there. He hurt Ugas. Left uppercut, left cross. Ugas is hurt now. Ugas holding on. This is the first time Ugas is in trouble. Spence with a left to the body. Three left hands by Spence. Over the top with a nice left cross. Ugas is in major trouble. Major trouble. Left uppercut by Spence. Spence, another left uppercut. Left cross. Left cross by Spence. Ugas trying to survive. He's taking a brutal beating here in the seventh round. 
Ugas finally throws a, a hook to the body, but a nice left uppercut inside by Spence. Spence with another left uppercut. Ugas playing around, but he's hurt, and that left eye, the right eye, looks bad. It looks real bad. And that's a and that's the result of that jab, that jab that was effective throughout this entire fight so far. Ugas might have got. I think Ugas has gotten his faculties back, but he is taking a brutal beating here. Beautiful comeback round after getting hurt in the prior round by Spence, and he is taking it to to Ugas. Right jab. Left cross over the top by Spence. Another left cross by Spence. Then he bangs the body. And then an uppercut inside. Errol Spence fighting the best fighter's career. Just banging that body like a drum. Ooh, nice right cross by, by Ugas. But I, ooh, beautiful left hook. Then to the body. Then a left cross over the top by Errol Spence. Right hook that lands by Spence. Left uppercut by Spence. Left cross by Spence. It's all Spence right now. Combination by Spence. Ugas missed wildly with a, with, with a right hand. And Spence banging that by beating that body to the uppercut by Spence. What a, what a performance by Errol Spence. He missed wildly with a with a with a left and a double left uppercut, then a left to the body. It is all Errol Spence as we come to the end of the seventh round. 69-64 Spence as he easily won the seventh round. The crowd in Dallas, his hometown going crazy. It is all Errol Spence. Shout out to my Detroit brother. Jason Johnson, he was there at the fight for his birthday last, for his 40th birthday last year. So, uh, shout out to uh, Jason Johnson. As he witnessed Errol Spence's greatest performance. They're showing replays of the round, but it was all Errol Spence. Ugas needs a knockout, ladies and gentlemen, and I don't think it's happening. That body work by Spence. Textbook body work. Oh, once again, a commercial. Let me pause it. We're in between rounds. Oh, this is horrible. This is horrible. These damn commercials never happened to me before. All right, back to the back to the feet. We begin round eight. You guys can always go back and try and um time my commentary with the fight. We're in round eight. Left uppercut inside by Spence. Spence to the body. Right uppercut. Left hook to the body by Spence. Ugas needs to go all out because there's no way in the world he could beat Spence this way. Spence is just out muscling him. Just bullying him as he's banging that body like a drum. Uppercuts inside by Errol Spence. It's all Errol Spence. And now Ugas is pulling with the jab, which is not going to help. Spence going inside, and Ugas' eye looks brutal. Brutal as Spence is just doing whatever he wants to inside, just beating that body and then landing the uppercut to the to, to, to the chin. It is all Errol Spence coming behind that jab. Going to the body. Combinations inside. Ugas is taking a brutal. Look at that. That, that, that right eye looks horrible. 
irony of it is that Spence came into the fight with the eye injury, and now Ugas' eye is bad. Another double uppercut inside by Spence. Spence, oh no, combination by Spence. This is brutal. This is brutal, ladies and gentlemen. They need to consider to stop this fight because Ugas cannot see right now. Ugas cannot see. He cannot stop. That uppercut's landing at will. Body punches. Every, Spence landing everything he wants to. Ugas pulling with the left. He's got no, he's got no shot. His eyes look like someone took a baseball bat to his face. Spence just come, put, put, pour it on the pressure. Pour it on the pressure. Just nonstop. All right. I think Lawrence Cole is bringing the doctor in because this is a brutal one-sided beating right now. The right eye of Ugas looks horrible. Almost completely shut. His left eye is swollen, but it's the right eye that's in bad shape. The irony of this fight. Uga's eye makes him look like a gargoyle right now. A gargoyle. The fight should have been stopped right here and there, ladies and gentlemen. This fight should not be allowed to continue. Ugas has no shot. Yeah, a few rounds ago he hurt Spence, but right now he can't see. He's a sitting duck for Spence's pressure, uppercuts, crosses, hooks, body shots, etc. Back to action. Spence banging that butt. What I love about Spence is that, oh, beautiful, the, the uppercuts inside, then the hooks to the body. It's all arrow Spence. Spence is beating Beating him up. Errol Spence. Combination. Oh, what a fight. What a fight by Errol Spence. A virtuoso performance. Uppercut left cross over the top. Ugas is a sitting duck, ladies and gentlemen. Five seconds left in the round. Spence with another combination. Missed with the uppercut there. The end of the eighth round. Easily Spence's round. Oh, my God. 79-73 Spence after eight rounds. They show Michael Irvin, legendary Hall of Fame Dallas Cowboy, in the audience. They got the Dallas Legends out tonight. And swell on... Ugas is right eye, doctor looking in, but they, this fight should be stopped. Ugas has no shot in hell at winning this fight. He's a sitting duck. He's a sitting duck for all of Errol's arsenal of punches. And Errol, Errol is Crawford versus Pence. Man, after this fight is over, and then we take another break. I will come back with the predictions. Ladies and gentlemen. Whew. Ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. They're showing the replay. This is going to be the toughest fight I've ever predicted in my life. Here we go. Round nine. Spence back behind the jab. Spence back behind the jab. Left hook. Left cross over the top. Not making that mistake like these clowns do. That was a left hook over the left cross over the top. Another left cross. Another left cross by Spence. Spence with a left uppercut. 
right to the body, right uppercut by Spence. It's all Spence, left uppercut by Spence, right to the body by Spence. Spence was left uppercut, then a brutal left hook, then a left cross over the top after a left hook to the body, left uppercut, left cross by Spence. It's all Spence. Uga's right cross was blocked. It's all Errol Spence. Spence with another left uppercut, beating that body like a drum. Banging the body. Now Cole claims a low blow and then back to the action. This is probably the best big fight Lawrence Cole ever refereed. He he hasn't um gotten in the way with his uh horrible way of refereeing. Once again, Spence, it's all Spence. It's all Spence. Left cross, left cross. He missed with the right hook. Left cross, right jab, another left cross by Spence. Ugas actually landed a left hook there, but few and far between. As always, me and Steve Fallhood on the same page, got the same scorecard after eight rounds. Right hook by Spence, another right hook by Spence. Spence bangs the body. Spence with a left cross over the top. Another left cross by Spence. Another left cross, right, double right hook by Spence. Left up a cup by Spence. Ugas with a nice right to the body. One punch every 30 seconds is not going to help when you're way behind and your left eye is all but shut. You're looking like a gargoyle. Left cross by, by Spence. And another goddamn commercial. Excuse the language, ladies and gentlemen. Wait for this to end and skip. All right, back to the action. Less than a minute left in the round. Combination to the body by Spence and then a combination to the body by Ugas, but not enough. Ugas needs a miracle, ladies and gentlemen, and it's not happening. Not with that eye looking the way it does. Not against a great... It is rare in the history of boxing that a fighter on Spence's level with such a big lead walks into something. He's tuned in. He's focused. And he's banging that body like a drum. Left cross over the top. That right eye of Ugas is horrific. It's horrible. It's horrible. It's similar to the to what Pacquiao's eye looked like after Ugas batted him for 12 rounds. But this isn't a washed-up Manny Pacquiao Jordanus is fighting. This is a in-his-prime Errol Spence. The best welterweight since Floyd retired. The end! Of the ninth round, 89-82, another round in the book for Errol Spence. And why this fight is continuing, I don't understand. This fight should have been stopped. It needs to be stopped. Ugas has no shot at winning. He's wearing number 54 because his buddy, who was the closer for the Yankees at the time, Chapman, a fellow Cuban, War number 54. We're getting ready for round 10. Errol Spence looks as fresh in his corner in the 10th round as he did when the fight began. Another thing about Errol Spence, his stamina, like Terrence Crawford, is way above average. You never see Errol Spence tied in a fight. His endurance is amazing. Here we go, round 10. Spence back to doubling the jab. 
everything behind that jab. Inside, left uppercut by Errol Spence. Another right jab by Spence. Spence pumping that jab. Spence in total, complete control. He could coast to the decision, or he could go for the knockout if he wants to. It's up to Spence. However he decides what he wants to do. And landed a right hook there. He missed with a left cross there. Beautiful right to the body by Spence. Spence doubling that jab inside. Left, right jab, left cross combination. August's shots have no snap in them, even when he throws and lands. Right hook inside, left uppercut by Spence. And I think he hurt Ugas right there. Ugas is in trouble, ladies and gentlemen. Another left uppercut by Spence. Left cross, double right hook, and I believe Ugas is in trouble. Oh, beautiful left uppercut. Oh, Ugas is hurt again with that left uppercut. He can't see. He cannot see. Right jab, left uppercut again. They need to stop this fight. This is this is brutal. Ugas is in trouble. Ugas threw a right hand, jab by Spence, Spence with an uppercut, and Ugas, Ugas cannot see, ladies and gentlemen. He's in agony. That eye is hurt. Every time Spence hits him in that eye, he, he doubles over. Oh, constant body work by Spence. Spence pouring it on. All right. Referee Cole calls time. They got to stop this fight. He's bringing the doctor in. It's, 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 it's brutal, ladies and gentlemen. This is a one-sided beating. That eye is shut. Stop this fight. They need to stop this fight. They need to stop this fight. This cannot continue. I think the doc, nope, the doctor is stopping it. It is over. Errol Spence is now the WBA, WBC, and IBF champion of the world. Ladies and gentlemen, this was an incredible performance as his sisters, his family are cheering up and down in the audience. Beautiful victory by Errol Spence. A damn near virtuoso performance. If it wasn't for the right that staggered him in the sixth round, it would have been a picture-perfect shutout, 10th round stoppage by Errol Spence. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a brief break. When we come back, the predictions on what will happen between Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Rob, what's popping, man? My good brother. All right, man. I think this is the first. Well, this is the first time I've sent in a voice message or voice note to you, and you send so many to us, man. It's only right. Listen, man. This Terrence Crawford versus Earl Spence fight is it's a modern day super fight. The fight that I, I grew up watching and that got me hooked on boxing was Marvelous Marvin Hagler versus Sugar Ray Leonard. And for this particular um, generation, I think that um, that's what this could possibly be, right? Now, everybody is happy that this fight is happening right now. I am too, but I think this is the perfect time for this fight to happen. Everybody who's saying, I'm getting tired of this, I'm getting tired of that, and they should have fought X amount of years ago, relax. Um, Like, let's say they fought four years ago. 
would so this a super fight would happen and then they would still have to fight somebody else to get another belt this is for all the belts just so happens that earl spence wouldn't got three of those belts one side held up the end of the bargain the other side did not um this fight happened because of earl spence i get it people don't take it that way when i heard some of the demands that terence crawford was making it's ridiculous i don't know if you know this but either night of the fight or after weigh-in they have to flip a coin to see who's going to enter the ring first which is crazy i got three belts you got one belt you coming down here first like he refuses to to terence crawford refuses to understand that he's not the a-side um and he should get the lion's share or half of the money when the fact of the matter is Earl Spence just put more butts in seats, um, better pay-per-view numbers, more sellout arenas, bigger arenas, more money generated. It's like it's not even close. And I got all three belts. I just had to get those frustrations out um, just to get those frustrations out to set the tone. Uh, to jump to the to the end or my conclusion, then I'll circle back. Um, I'm picking Earl Spence in this fight. Um, I think Earl Spence is... He got that dog in him. Like he has a, a a determination that we've seen tested that that's damn near unmatched. The story that he's had throughout the Olympics, through the car crash, through the eye injury, through another car crash, coming back every single time and giving on a great performance and not taking no tune ups or what have you. Like that determination, I don't see that going away on this fight. I'm not saying that Terrence Crawford has no chance because Terrence Crawford is a great fighter, is a really good fighter as well. Um, but I think the naturally bigger man beats a a great small man, loses to a great big man. I just think that's the, that's going to be the case. Um, he's on this I'm going to break his wheel type thing. We'll see what happens. Uh, my actual, what I think is going to end up happening is um, because they, the temperament of the, both of these fighters, uh, they want to go some action, right? But the temperament of Terrence Crawford specifically, which has worked out well for him in the past, is he a mean, he a, he a mean person. You know what I'm saying? He's mean in that motherfucking ring. You punch him, he want his he want his lick back. And I think that he probably gonna get hit and want his lick back, and that could possibly go bad for him, just because he he's probably going to bat. He should probably box. And stay on the outside, but that's not the type of person he is. He's going to try to mix it up and prove that he's that much better. Um, you know, good luck with that. You feel me? Uh, could work. You know what I'm saying? But I know who I'm, I'm, I'm going for, and I'm leaning towards uh, Earl Spence for this fight. And they got him as, like, the underdog. And, like, I guess I get it, but, like, I, I don't know, man. It's just weird to me. Uh, I've seen boxing analysts predict, Bud Crawford by a KO. Like you ain't never seen Spence get dropped. How do you how do you decide that he's gonna get knocked out this fight? That's like wishful thinking. I'm not saying it can't happen. You've never seen him get dropped, but your pick is he's gonna get knocked out in this fight. Like, where did this one punch knockout power come from Terrence Crawford? Because I haven't seen it. His accumulation of punches that I, I don't know. That shit is just really weird for me. But Rob, I do have a question, man. Um, and I talked to one of my homeboys about this who who's really into boxing. Like, how good is Terrence Crawford 
And how good is Earl Spence when the state of the division in this current era of boxing just not that good? You, you feel me? Like, I know they be talking about how they, they possibly going to be all-time greats. Like, I don't think the field is as good as people think it is. Like, the most notable names on both of their records is Sean Porter and what? Sean Porter and Danny Garcia? Like, them are the two, like that's the best of the best that this division has to offer? Like, you know, we look at the welterweight division through the 90s and early 2000s, there were more killers than Danny Garcia and Sean Porter, and they not, like, all-time greats or, like, elite, to me, elite fighters or whatever. Like, I wonder how good these people go, how good they are. And we're going to find out because they got to fight each other to figure out who is, if these people are going to be elite or not. Um, I just don't know. Like, I, I, I feel that, like, I don't know that these guys could beat Shane Mosley at 147. I don't know it for a fact. I don't know for a fact that Terrence Crawford beats Shane Mosley at 147. I don't know that he beats um, Tito Trinidad at 147 or Oscar De La Hoya at 147. We're not even going back to, like, some 80s shit. This is, like, 90s shit. Like, I just don't know that. And the field was so much better in the 90s to early 2000s that it was easier for me to gauge. I think this guy got it. Now, that's not to say that I don't see the obvious talent in these two, but where does it rank with people known greats that we've seen? I guess the best way that we can finally see that for myself is them two fighting each other and see if there's a separation. Because we know they're the best currently um, in this this current generation. So when they fight each other, and if there is um, a big difference in skill level or the victory or whatnot, then I'll know in my heart of hearts, yeah, these these one of these guys is actually it. Um, yeah, man. But my prediction is Earl Spence either by decision or stoppage late. What up, though? What up, though? What up, though? Pound for Pound Podcast, Fight Game Media Family. This is your boy, Antwood, a.k.a. Trinidad, and a.k.a. one half of This Week in Culture, reaching out to holler at y'all about the upcoming Earl Spence-Terrence Crawford battle. Been waiting a long time, man. Um, Rob Silva, first of all, you already know, man. Third member of the pod, the God. Um, glad to speak with you. Sorry it took so long to get a voice note in, um, but really excited to uh, to to watch this fight for one, but also to hear um, your podcast and and just get your thoughts on it and let you know what I'm thinking as well. Um, Long story short, if I got to call a winner, I I think this fight, this is ready made for Errol Spence. Um, Terrence Crawford, you know, he's he's the bigger talker of the two. um, But I I think Spence is just a lot more comfortable at 147. Um, Terrence Crawford has gradually worked his way up and, and has definitely earned his right to get here. But in real life. You know, I look at the resumes, man, and um, 
Errol Spence definitely has the better resume. I think he has the better jab. Um, and I, I think he's also proven to have the better chin. Uh, we've only seen one of these two fighters hit the ground in their career so far, and it ain't Errol Spence. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, you know, whatever advantages that Terrence Crawford might think he has in this fight, probably not going to be as much of an advantage once he actually gets in the ring with um with Spence man and uh Errol showed us last year when he fought you guys he hasn't lost a step that I think a lot of people assumed he lost um I I know his first couple fights after the accident even though he won them they were still you know choppy at times he didn't look like himself at times man but um I think he confirmed last year what was that April when he fought you guys that he was back he was back he was still just as good as ever and um I think we're gonna see that again this Saturday now none of this is a slight to uh to Bud Crawford I I think Bud has definitely proven his chops. Um, and I, I know that when he comes out on Saturday, he's going to be out to do just that, right? He's about to come in and try to show the fuck out when he gets in that ring. Um, but I think that may prove to be a disadvantage. I think he might come out too aggressive. Uh, I, I think that Errol Spence is a lot more disciplined in the ring than, you know, somebody who Bud might could go in there and just start well and against um i think errol is a technician i think he's the better boxer of the two um and he's also proven that you know if you want to fight he can give you that too and i think bud is going to get in that ring looking for a fight and he's going to get out boxed um that's my prediction now we talking fan duel and and we talk in vegas and we talk in just knowing where boxing is right now um i if this fight goes to the cards which i'm gonna predict um that it goes to the cards uh i i still see errol spence coming out on top but a draw wouldn't surprise me only because we know what this fight is about to generate this is about to be easily the biggest fight of the year um and I think this is, you know, they're already talking about the rematch before we even get the fight. So um, knowing what this main event is going to do for boxing, knowing how much it's going to generate for Vegas, a draw would not surprise me. But if I got to pick a winner, I'm going with Earl Spence on this. Um, you know, I, I think we're in for a battle. I don't see either one of these cats getting knocked out. Um, I don't see an early stoppage of this fight. But if we go to the cards, I got Spence winning this. I just think that he's going to come out. I think he's going to establish the jab early. And I think once he does that, man, it's, it's going to be real sour um, real quick for Bud, man. Um, I also think that Bud is is slightly underestimating Spence a little bit too, man. So um, definitely excited about it. Cannot wait for Saturday night, man. This has been a long time coming. I wish this shit happened three years ago, but I'm just as excited about it now as I was then. Um, so really, really looking forward to uh, to hearing your breakdown of the fight. Um, I got Spence winning it again, but, you know, a draw would not shock me at all, man. So looking forward to it. Um, we'll definitely tap back in after Saturday uh, just to kind of go over whatever we see, um, whatever happens. But, yeah, man, I'm, I'm rocking with uh, with Team Spence all the way, bro. Good talking to you. Hope you and your family is good. Hope the pod family is good, man. You already know what it is, bro. I will tune in. Um, but, hey. 
Here's to the fight, man. We've been waiting a long time, so it's up. Later, Rob. Peace. First and foremost, I want to thank my Detroit brothers from different mothers. Jay and Ant, um, check them out on This Week in Culture, Ant and Jay. And Jay and my other Detroit brother from another mother, Dame, on Shop Talk Podcast. My two favorite podcasts out there, two of my three favorite podcasters, Ant and Jay. Great breakdowns. I don't. I didn't expect anything less. Let me start with Jay first. Before I talk about Jay's prediction, I want to answer his question. And you hit the nail on the head. This is why I have Anthony and Jason send in voice notes. I had requests from several listeners, several followers on Twitter saying they wanted to send in voice notes. But no, I, I cannot take fanboys, guys that uh, fight more for the fighter than the fighter themselves. No, no. I wanted two dudes who were realistic in their predictions and didn't try and underestimate or uh, belittle the guy they thought wasn't going to win. All right. So first, let me talk about uh, Jay's question. Jay asked Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford as far as how they relate. relate uh relate to other great welterweights i agree with you jay neither one has defeated a hall of fame fighter the best fighter either one will ever face is each other saturday night july 29th i agree with both you and aunt saying that errol spence has the better resume but that being said errol spence has never beaten an elite all-time great hall of fame fighter You look at the history of the welterweight division, and I'm only going to start from when I started watching boxing in 1977. All the great welterweights defeated Hall of Fame fighters. Sugar Ray Leonard at welterweight defeated Wilfred Benitez, Tommy Hearns, and Roberto Duran. There's no other welterweight since I came along and started watching boxing in 1977 that has beaten three better fighters at the top of their game in Sugar Ray Leonard beating Duran, Hearns and Benitez, not even Floyd Mayweather. Now, Floyd Mayweather defeated Hall of Fame fighters and one, one Manuel Marquez, Manny Pacquiao, Miguel Cotto, Oscar De La Hoya, and Shane Mosley. But none of those guys are on the level historically as Leonard Benitez and Hearns. You look at uh, Thomas Hearns. He knocked out Pepino Cuevas, a Hall of Fame fighter. Wilfred Benitez beat Carlos Palomino, a Hall of Fame fighter as welterweight champion. Oscar De La Hoya defeated Icorte and Pernell Whitaker. And he should have beaten Felix Trinidad had he not gotten robbed. Trinidad beat Whitaker and he got a, a, a gift against Oscar De La Hoya. That being said, those are two Hall of Famers on his Resume. Zab Judah was an undisputed welterweight champion, but he never defeated a Hall of Fame fighter. I named who Floyd beat. Manny Pacquiao beat Shane Mosley. He beat Oscar De La Hoya. He obliterated Miguel Cotto. He beat Tim Bradley, and Tim Bradley's only in the Hall of Fame because he's an ass kisser and the writers love him. He doesn't belong in the Hall of Fame, but those are whole, and one Manuel Marquez. Those are five Hall of Famers. Manny Pacquiao beat at welterweight. 
Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford have never defeated a Hall of Fame fighter, so they're not in my top 10 all-time welterweights. Welterweight division is the most storied division in boxing, but both men will make the Hall of Fame first ballot, and the winner of Saturday night's fight will go down as having a greater legacy if that's the only time they fight. Uh, also, I want to mention, Jay, you're right. That f- a towing course is bullshit. Errol Spence should be coming out second. He should be coming out last, not the it, it, it being determined by a coin flip. That's bullshit. But you know what? That's Errol Spence making sure that the fight was made. Errol made concessions. He went ahead with a 50-50 split with Terrence Crawford, even though, I'll agree with you, he deserved the bigger pot because he's had the greater career at welterweight. He's beaten the better fighters at welterweight. And he, like you said, Jay, he's a he's the more proven draw. Yes, Terrence Crawford sells out Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, but that's not the same as selling out the Barclay Center like Errol Spence did in Brooklyn, likes uh, 30, 40,000 in Dallas, Texas. Terrence never had those type of crowds. And Terrence's pay-per-view numbers, numbers are abysmal compared to Errol Spence's pay-per-view numbers. So I uh, kudos to Errol Spence. He wanted this fight for his legacy, so he went ahead and made concessions in order for this fight to happen. So there's no excuses. And now you clowns out there on social media, you Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence stands, who claimed the other fighter was ducking each other. That was never the case. It was always about the money. Now, now, now I know a lot of people criticized Terrence Crawford when he refused to take less. But you know what? This is boxing. Your, 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 your livelihood could end with one fight. You could get seriously injured. You got to get as much as possible. And... It took Terrence Crawford till now to get even Steven with the money. Okay, now, can he Saturday night step up and defeat Errol Spence? You heard Jay's prediction. He's got Spence winning either by decision or late knockout. You heard Anthony's prediction. He's got Spence winning by decision. Maybe a draw if the shenanigans occur because there is a rematch clause in the contract for both fighters. They can execute a rematch clause. My prediction. I love what these guys said about Errol Spence pressuring their opponent, his opponent. What I love about Errol Spence is that everything comes off that incredible right jab of his. And inside, he's as great a body puncher as there's as there's anybody in the sport today. He's on that Canelo Inouye level of body punching. Terrence Crawford is a great counter puncher. So all throughout the fight, because Errol Spence pressures you with that jab and the body work, and Errol Spence throws combinations, a lost art in the sport today where you have fighters like Javante Davis, like a Deontay Wilder that try and... uh, take their time and try to land that one shot. Errol Spence is not doing that. He's throwing combinations, punches and bunches. It is why early in his career, a lot of people call him the Southpaw Sugar Ray Leonard. I think he, he's more like a Southpaw Shane Mosley, whereas everything's off the jab and he throws pun, uh, punches and bunches, combinations. He walks you down and he 
is aggressive, but aggressive with intelligence. Spence doesn't get hit a lot. Other than the Sean Porter fight, he didn't. He doesn't get hit. Terrence Crawford is a master counterpuncher. He's going to get opportunities all night to land. But like Jay said, like Anthony said, Errol Spence has the better chin, and he's an underrated defensive fighter. Finally, I come to my conclusion. It took me months. I went back and forth with this. But with the styles, yes, Crawford is going to have times in this fight where he's going to land several big whether he's fighting from the uh, from the softball stand, left crosses, if he's st- fighting from the orthodox stance, right crosses, he will get his body shots in where they're inside. But Spence is the bigger fighter. Spence has the better jab. Spence is the better body puncher. Spence has shown a tendency to overcome overcome adversity like he did with the car accident, like he did with the eye injury, like he did against Sean Porter when Sean Porter gave him hell. Late in the fight, he landed a devastating left to drop him and win the decision. I've got Errol Spence winning a very close but decisive decision. Whether it's majority, split, unanimous, he's winning in my opinion. I've only been wrong one time this year. We're going in in August on my predictions. You you guys, you loyal listeners, you know I've been on point with my predictions. I could easily be wrong. Terrence Crawford has all the ability in the world to win the fight. How he's a how he's an 11 to 9 favorite baffles me. Jay brought that up too. But Jay and with late Money coming in probably Friday and Saturday in Vegas. Look for this fight to probably be an even money fight when the bell rings. Because people are going to see that Spence is a slight underdog. And they're going to put the money on Spence to try to win. Win. Um, I don't condone gambling. I'm not a gambler. Um, my predictions are just to showcase what I think when it comes to my knowledge, my breakdown of fighters. So you see all three of us are picking Spence by decision. Don't go with that. You know, it, it, I, I, I'd rather you guys not gamble. Well, that That's up to you guys. All right. I have a, um, on this podcast, one, one, one of the very uh, famous online betting sites is a sponsor. So I'm not going to rip them. I'm not going to rip the advertisers. Everybody has free will. So if you think because the three of us predict Crawford that that's what you're going to go with, good luck. But like I said, I I do not condone gambling. (sighs) Gun to my head, I've got Errol Spence winning because with the swing rounds, there'll probably be three or four rounds that could go either way. With Spence being the aggressor, With Spence behind throwing that jab and throwing a lot of combinations, there are going to be rounds that could have gone either way that the judges are probably going to give Spence because he was the aggressor, even if he missed most of his shots in that round. Errol Spence, by close, unanimous majority or split decision, gun to my head. Finally, finally, that's my prediction. Thank you, um, Anthony Wooden Jr. Thank you, Jason Johnson. 
great breakdowns, and I will be back with one final segment. I'm recording this right after midnight on, or what was it? Almost Yeah, 12.30 a.m., June 25th, Eastern Time. In about six, hours, six seven hours, we have the Naomi Noe Stephen Fulton fight as I'm recording. I'll be back with my breakdown of that fight to end the podcast. I just finished watching a masterpiece by Naoya Monster Inouye. He took on the toughest fighter of his career, the best fighter he's ever fought in Stephen Coolboy Scooter Fulton and behind a Thomas Hearns Motor City Cobra-like left jab, dominated the fight for the first six rounds. I gave Inouye the first six rounds. He jabbed brilliantly. It was predominantly the jab, like I predicted. I predicted that the jab would be the key in this fight. I said Fulton could not out-jab Inouye. He would have to try and make it a firefight. You cannot outbox Nioa Inouye. Like no one could box, outbox Thomas Hearns. That jab is too lethal. That jab is too potent. First six rounds, Inouye dominated basically with the jab. Fulton tried to time that jab, but Inouye was was smart. He would jab to the stomach a lot too, which we will get back to. Round seven was the only round I gave Fulton because he landed three nice right hands. And he started to mix it up more with Inouye, and it looked like maybe he found something to finally make this a fight. But no, round eight, Inouye went back to that beautiful stick of a jab and then landed a left jab to the stomach, which froze Fulton and left him right open for Nioa Inouye's money punch. The Thomas Hearns-like right cross. Left jab to the stomach, right cross down the pipe. Fulton almost went down, caught himself, and then walked into a spectacular left hook by Inouye. Kudos to Fulton. He got up, but he was out on his feet, and Inouye does what great fighters do, what Thomas Hearns, Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvin Hagler all did when they got you hurt. They go to the body because they know you're trying to protect your head. He beat that body with some hooks. And then finally, he ended the night with a spectacular left hook. So the referee stepped in. Naoya Noe, now a two-belt holder at 122 pounds. Like I just tweeted on Twitter, I, I never thought. In my wildest dreams, I'm 55 years old. I never thought there'd be a time where the best baseball player on the planet and the best boxer on the planet are both from the country of Japan. Otani and Inoue are generational talents that you may never see again. Naoya Inoue's the best fighter in the world. So going into Saturday night, what we've been talking about all night, all night long on this podcast, Crawford versus Spence. I've got Spence, the second best fighter in the world. Crawford, the third best fighter in the world. And back to the Inouye Fulton fight. The key to Spence Crawford is whoever has greater success with the jab. And if you've seen both Crawford and Spence's career, in my opinion, Spence has the better jab. And I think it's the jab and the body punching 
that will be the overall factor in Spence winning a very close but decisive decision. Ladies and gentlemen, next week's podcast, we will talk all about Spence Crawford. I'll have a few more things to say about Nioa Monster Noe. Any questions you guys have, hashtag Ask Rob Silver. Once again, I want to thank Anthony Wooden Jr. and Jason Johnson from the This Week in Culture and Shop Talk podcasts for their contributions. Man, first time I've ever done a podcast with voice notes. And ladies and gentlemen, they were the first podcast I ever heard with voice notes. And I've you want to hear more of my crazy ass, check out their podcast because I'm usually a weekly contributor. So thank you, and Thank you, Jay. Thank you to all the loyal listeners out there. Uh, hit me up. Ask Rob Silver. Um, hashtag Ask Rob Silver. Any questions and your predictions. For Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. Until next week, everybody continue to be blessed and be a blessing.